Well, hello, and welcome to The Insecurity Project. I'm your host, Jamin Fraser, and I am on a mission to end the unnecessary suffering caused by the fear of not being good enough. We've all got it. We've all got to work through it. But thankfully, there is a clear, intelligent, and complete solution to the insecurity problem, and that is what this project is all about. Hope you enjoyed today's program. Good morning, friends. 10-minute Tuesday time. Uh, This is the last podcast episode for 2019, uh, and let me tell you a bit about why that's the case. So uh, part of the exciting things I've got planned for next year is inviting other people to collaborate in the Insecurity Project. That that was always my dream, that the project was not me, uh, that I was leading a project and, and inviting other people to contribute and plenty of people are doing great work in this space and, and I think there are multiple voices that are, that are useful to hear around solving insecurity. So one of my friends, Greg Bellingham, he's been a key mentor for me over many years, almost, uh, almost 20 years, and uh, has, has had a dramatic impact in my life. Uh, so his whole focus is on conscious spirituality and, and really how to navigate uh, having having spirituality as a central focus of your life um, maybe even in a post-religious setting so religion is often very difficult for people to navigate and and often gets caught up with their identity and uh, can be very very difficult to have an adult uh, experience of life in religious settings anyway greg's going to talk about um spirituality i've got some other contributors one talking about sexuality and one talking about finance Uh, so two really three really interesting topic areas that all have massive um, connection points back to how we think about ourselves. And so I think the point of inviting others is that there are conversations that are useful to have and I don't know that they're being had very well. So to give those people platform to be able to share uh, really useful tools and resources and and ways of thinking is going to be very valuable. Um, The reason I I intro like that, uh, Greg, uh, one of the things that he says in terms of his parenting model, which I I really enjoy, is that uh, he's trying to raise adults. So he's got teenage children, young adults, um, two two teenagers, one 20-year-old. And and so the way that he thinks about how to raise them is, okay, I want them to have a strong rationale for what they're doing. And if they've got a strong, strong rationale and they've thought it through, well, then that's probably going to be okay, even if I don't agree, even if I think I don't want them to be doing that. If they have a strong rationale, especially as teenagers into their early 20s, then that's going to be enough for me. Uh, and so just that language, having a strong rationale has been useful for me and, and something that I've thought about in my life. And I realized that um, I don't have a strong rationale for my Facebook group at the moment. And so I'm not really sure why I'm doing it. And, and it's kind of felt like that for a little while. And so in the absence of a strong rationale, I'd much prefer to stop something until I have a clear rationale than continue on. And so it was interesting. I, you know, some of you may have heard me talk about my piriformis is the place where I saw tension in my body and unresolved issues. There was a period of two months where I hadn't got to the bottom of what was going on and and the two key insights that my subconscious wanted me to know and resolve was around um, tying my identity to Goulburn, re- renewing an agreement that I'd set in my 20s that I would live and die in Goulburn. And that was now incongruent with this global message and vision that I had for my life. Um, and transitioning from being an, an athlete, defining myself as an athlete and investing all my ambitious energy into athletic endeavors 
uh, and that that had got me so far and the time was to, to change seasons and invest that energy into being an entrepreneur. Uh, so anyway, I, I did Aquathon last Tuesday night, which is what I like to do. And it's a world of pain. Um, I'm not a great swimmer. So I get out of the pool with oxygen deficit and then start in the run. And, uh, yeah, it's a world of suffering. And halfway through the run, I realized that I didn't have a rationale for suffering that much. I just thought, well, why, why am I in so much pain? And I, and because I didn't know, uh, it was an interesting experience because without a rationale, there was no point to it. And so I stopped and ended the suffering there and people were wondering what was happening was i injured no i wasn't injured i just didn't want to do it anymore and so i so i didn't and i walked home uh, back to the start and i just i think this is an interesting idea to consider you know consider your rationale for what you were doing and why you were doing it because the in the absence of a strong rationale the only thing that can happen is that you are guided by someone else's there is no vacuum. Our atmosphere abhors a vacuum. So if you're not clear about what you want, well, then the only other thing that can happen is that you will be living governed by what someone else wants for you. And it may not even be someone specifically. You may be living by cultural rationales for what you should or shouldn't be doing with your time or money or energy or what the right thing to do or not do is. So a useful thing for you to stop and consider, what are your rationales for what you're doing in your work, in your family, in your marriage, in your health, the foods you're eating, the books that you're reading, the TV shows, even just simply that, what's your rationale for watching the news? Do you have a rationale for watching the news every night or do you just do it? Do you have a rationale for what time you go to bed? Have you ever thought about it strategically? And so, uh, you know, I think, I, think, I think thinking is underrated to be able to put aside some time to think intelligently about who you are and what you're doing is one of the great gifts you can give yourself. And obviously our brain is still the most complicated machine on the planet. So to use it well, it, it makes sense. So here are three ideas to help you consider your rationales today. Um, the first is be clear about your yeses and nos. To me, uh, you know, when I think about the story state strategy model, I don't have time to unpack that here if you haven't heard that before, but send me an email or look up a previous uh, podcast episode. Uh, it's it's uh, an essential way of starting the day effectively. And so for me, the storytelling piece, the most simple way I do that is to review what I'm saying yes and no to and why I'm saying yes and no to those things. So if I'm clear about what I, what I have a big yes to and a strong no to, then that's very, very useful around aligning myself to a strong story. So, um, you know, there's a, a passage in the Bible which says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I think that's a useful starting point. Be clear about what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. Uh, if there's maybes, if there's I'm not sure, if there's I don't knows, cool, that's great not to judge yourself for those things, but to notice that's probably, they're probably areas that could do with some work and to move from an, I don't know, or a maybe, or I'm unsure to a, I'm either in or I'm out. Um, the second thing is to be being clear about what you want is actually quite attractive. So I think, you know, obviously insecurity is a challenge to knowing what you want. And, and the idea of, if I stand out, if I have a strong opinion about something, I'm going to get judged for that opinion and others are not going to like me. Um, I, I get that that's a fear, but it turns out that's not often what actually happens in the real world. Uh, I had a photo shoot recently for an advertising campaign for, for Rex Airlines and uh, the, 
the, the lady who was organizing that, she just came in and she knew what she wanted. She knew where she wanted me. She knew what she wanted me to look like, what she wanted me to wear. She just had a very clear idea about what she wanted. And I just thought, I like this woman. It's very refreshing working with someone who knows what they want, who has a strong rationale for what they're doing and why they're doing it. It's great. As opposed to someone who's wishy-washy, got no idea, um, swayed by the loudest opinion. That's not very attractive at all. You know, so it turns out this fear of being judged. Sure, I get it. I, I, it happens to me all the time. I have an opinion about something and, and you become an easy target. You know, but the story I tell myself is it's still a very attractive way to live, to know what you want and what you don't want. To have an opinion is far more attractive than not having an opinion. Um, and the third thing is to is to, where possible, hold your rationales tightly and loosely at the same time. So uh, there's nothing worse in my mind than someone who is closed and sure, who has one way of thinking about something and that's the one way they'll think about it for, for all time and they will not be swayed and they've tied their identity to that way of thinking. Um, that, that is a difficult person and difficult conversations and ultimately it, it's a journey into madness because your own rationale is going to let you down and ultimately destroy you. Uh, the aim of the game is to grow your storytelling and to improve the quality of your rationale. So that, that's, that means, sure, believe things passionately, have a strong idea, have a strong rationale until such time as someone can improve that for you, it's, until you can find a better rationale for doing something, a more holistic, a more generous, a more beautiful, a more common sense a, a, a way that's actually going to get you more of what you want, a more ecological rationale. So holding things tightly and loosely, it does require a higher level of security because you, you realize that you are not your beliefs or your opinions and it's fine to change. It's, you know, the fear is, uh, and why people don't change is this because it kind of means you're wrong about something. Um, and if you are found out to be wrong, then that kind of means, well, maybe you are wrong as a person. You are a bad person. It says something about you as an identity, your identity, sorry. Um, but I think being wrong is really cool. I love Mark Manson's take that uh, you got to realize that all change is preceded by being wrong about something. So he loves to use that question in his review. What am I wrong about? Uh, and, and reviewing his own rationale. I've always thought this way. This is why I do what I do. But what if I'm wrong? What if there's a better way of thinking about this? So it does require security, which obviously uh, requires you to do the work around solving insecurity in your life to be able to have that. Um, and you know the seven practices and that's how anyone has solved insecurity throughout time. So um, I'm ending the year here. I'm ending the year with a strong rationale to say uh, I, my intention is to serve people at a global level around solving insecurity and to involve as many others as I can in that journey as well. And so um, stopping right now allows me to refresh. It allows me to optimize. It enables me to improve the quality of systems, be more professional, um, set up structures that can make this platform um, work even better. Uh, it enables me to improve the quality of my Facebook group and have a very clear idea about who I'm reaching out to and why I'm reaching out to it and what my value proposition is rather than just doing something because that's just what you do. So I wonder if it's a chance for you coming into the end of the year to reflect on your rationales about why you're doing things, where you are, uh, what for, and could those rationales be improved? And perhaps you might realize you don't even have a rationale, which is an issue in itself. It's been a great year. Thanks so much for tuning into the Insecurity Project. I really look forward to checking back in with you early 2020. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project. I hope you found the content and conversations useful. 
And remember, you are not just the actor in the story, you are the storyteller. You have the ability to turn this all around. For more information about overcoming insecurity, check out the insecurityproject.com.